This is Alma the Santa. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This is the Cigar Authority. The authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown, I amuse you? What the f- so funny about me. Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Barry Stump. Sportos and motorheads, geeks, bloods, wastoids, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. September 5, 2015, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And this week with us, the owner and president and founder of Fertello Cigars, the big man, Omar DeFries, will join us. He, we got a letter in the mailbag uh, that got me reminiscing, reminiscing of the cigar boom. What was that all about? And when did the bust and why did the bust happen? We're going to dig into that in the dance-off between Mr. Jonathan and Omar DeFries. We're going to talk about that, what happened, a full report when Omar joins us and not before. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You are listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Gentleman pa- David Groffalo. The Pats and over. That would be the bet this year? Bet the over Every single game. I don't care who the opponent is, bet the over. This is it. It's football season. Everybody's pumped up for it. It's beginning this Thursday with the Pats. Wait, pumped up. Was that a little bit of a dig with the deflated balls? Oh, Barry. Ah. What, what, what exactly does it mean when you bet the over? I don't, I've never so, bet anything. So. I, don't, I don't bet either, but apparently what they, what they, whoever they is, what they do is they set what's called lines. In other words, they'll say uh, tonight's over-under in this game is 26 points. And the bet is if you think they're going to score combined, both teams, more than 26 points or less than 26 points. Gotcha. So do you want to take over or under? Are they going to score more than 26 or less than 26? And then the bookies get the 26. Yeah. Ah. So ah. if you have a high-powered offense playing another high-powered offense, i.e., say the Patriots playing the Colts, for example, and they set the over under at 51, bet the over. All right. Always bet the over. And what this he's year. saying is bet the over. Bet the over. Bet the over. And bet the Pats. <laughs> bet the it's Pats. the Pats and over because they, they're pissed off. And they do play better pissed off. That's it. Well, we Brady all do, right? certainly does anyway. So uh, we're going to light up the first cigar of the day. This cigar was in the Cigar Care Package, right? Was cigar it, Authority yep, Care Package. This one, Cigar Authority Care Package. All right. And uh, those that got it, you received it now because this is the first cigar we're going to do of the Care Package. And you'll notice that, wow, what a great deal. And we told you that it would be a great deal. Nineteen ninety-nine. You're going to get four cigars. Go on the CigarAuthority.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see the care package. At the beginning of each month, you'll receive four cigars. Those four cigars will be smoked during that uh, month ahead. 
and uh, one of them is the Fratello Bianco. Tell us about that, Barry Stein. Well, the Fratello Bianco has been in the making for over a year, and it is the latest creation from Omar de Frias, and it was released at the 2015 IPCPR in New Orleans. The Bianco gives you a richer, darker, and fuller-body experience that is both smooth and complex. The Fratello Bianco is packed in 20-count boxes and available in three sizes. And today we will be smoking the number three, which is a 5x56, and it features a San Andreas Negro wrapper over a Dominican binder with fillers from Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Peru. There we go. You're a big fan of Peruvian, aren't yes, you, Barry? Yes, I am. I like the distinct characteristics of Peruvian tobacco. And what would those be? Um, a little bit sweetness and a little bit of earthiness, but there's a, there's almost a floral-like note. It's a little bit of shake and bake. <laughs> a little bit of shake and bake. Right now, it's t- time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered their prices. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And here we go, cutting this. This is a uh, big ring gauge, would you say, 54? 56. 56. And this one is packed, man. Uh, you can get a little bit of that, that Peruvian taste on the cold draw. That and the, uh, I want to say metallic from the Pennsylvania. There's almost like a, a little bit of a metallic, but not in a bad way. Tastes sweet before I light it. Not an aroma, because I smelled a cigar before. Usually it's sweet and aroma, then you taste it. But yeah. this is sweet and taste, not an aroma. Mm. So we're going to use this big... We're doing well, Omar we de got, Frias, Yeah, right? Omar de Frias. We got the big man in-house here. So we went with the big lighter from Lotus. This is the T4, also known as the Terminator. And uh, it's $49.99 for this bad boy. Four jets. Uh, one of the best features about this is the refill area has a screw plug. So you, you notice a lot of high-end lighters have that, but this doesn't have the high-end price tag at only forty nine ninety nine. Well, I've seen lighters that look like this. This looks like a giant Zippo lighter type of thing, but it's actually four jets instead of a regular Zippo type uh, flame that comes out of it. And the knockoffs or whatever you want to call them, the competitors out there that have a lighter similar to this, you'll see at $100 and over. Yeah. Right. This one, forty nine ninety nine. So how do they do it, you ask? They own the factory. That's how they do it. Well, and there's, um, there's, I, I can tell already that uh, Sean, who's in our audience over here, is wondering, Mr. Jonathan, does this, in fact, have the patented big-ass tank? Yes. Bam! Oh, right there, Sean. Gigantic. Big-ass tank. Gigantic. It's too big of a pocket lighter. But See, I disagree. Yeah? This is the big man's pocket lighter. I pull out one of the other little ones. just looks ridiculous coming out of my pocket. I can honestly say that this I have never seen light. you pull a lighter out of your pocket. No, because so. I'm always losing them. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one I have on my desk. You go into my office back there. This is the one you'll see on my desk. Um, and I light a lot of cigars up with it, and it holds a lot of gas. I don't have to refill it often. It's awesome lighter. So mailbag, Mr. Jonathan. All right. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and it comes from our uh, in-studio guest, Sean. Go hey, go. hey. Hi, guys. As I've admitted to earlier, I would consider myself a cigar noob. Smoked for a while back in 2007 and then picked it up again in late May of this year. I've been following the show and watched everything that you've archived 
And there's one thing you mentioned frequently, the cigar boom of the 90s. Being similar to a cigar leaf, I am like a sponge and want to absorb as much info as possible regarding my newest passion. Could you possibly take five minutes on an upcoming show and explain exactly what the cigar boom was and what made it a boom and why it went away? Thanks for your words of wisdom. And to that, Sean, I'm going to say no, we cannot take five minutes, but we have a whole segment dedicated to it. Here we go. So it got, it got me thinking, Sean. It was actually a great question. Um, as I enjoy cigars today, and they're so much better than they were there, um, dur- during the boom, uh, you know, I said, let me go back and, and try to uh, remember the cigar boom and to add to that the cigar bust. What exactly happened? So as I was writing some notes down, I actually put it together in an editorial. Barry will get it up this week. It will be up Monday about 10 a.m. Okay, so uh, I'll give you the surmise of what I have here. The cigar boom was the name given to the resurgence of cigar consumption in the United States between the years 1990 and 1997. I know some people will argue that it was later than 1990, but take it from me, it was 1990. I was really uh, paying attention to what was going on because I was in the cigar business. As I remember it, in 1990, sales of premium cigars began to rise and manufacturers fought to keep up with demand. They only make so many cigars, so actually there was a shortage of cigars in 1990. No, was production numbers up? No, they made what they made, but there was a shortage of cigars. We didn't have cigars to sell. Before long, industry-wide shortages of cigars were apparent. Now they realized this was happening. The trend continued as manufacturers began to import more cigars into the United States, and this acceleration was in 1992 takes a couple years to make the cigars. Right. 1992, now we start seeing lots of cigars coming in. And the establishment added on to that of Cigar Aficionado, Cigar Aficionado magazine, who made it worse or better depending on how you look at it. In 1985, I got into the cigar business. In 1985, about 100 million cigars were imported into the United States per year. And it had been before that a declining industry year after year after year. And it continued uh, from 1970 to 1990, declining each and every single year. The trend continued until 1990 when um, you would see, as I said, the, the uptick of cigars that we actually had, didn't have very many cigars to sell was the problem. So the question is, how and why did the cigar boom happen and why did the cigar bust happen? So I remember seeing cigars being smoked in movies and on TV shows much more than in the past, being in the business, and I wondered why. Um, Even women like Madonna, Demi Moore, Whippy Goldberg, Raquel Welch were seen smoking cigars with pride. They were taking pictures with it. It was always a cigar in their hand. Then I first noticed... uh, At that point, I started noticing it, and uh, there was attention on cigars, that people were actually writing about it in newspaper articles and things like that. Movies and TVs featured cigar smokers like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Predator, 1987, Danny DeVito in Twins, 1988, Peter Falk, Columbo, 1989, Robert De Niro in Nick Nolte, Cape Fear, 1991, Al Pacino in Scarface, John Hannibal Smith in the 18th. My favorite. Yep. Sylvester Stallone, Paradise Alley, Amanda Sante, Mambo Kings, Roger Moore in uh, James Bond, The Golden Eye, Bruce Willis, Clint Eastwood, Jack Nicholson, so many more. This is what was happening on movies and TV uh, at that time. So 
here I am watching it in the cigar business. I'm like, what the heck is going on here? Um, there was a movie called Smoke starring Harvey Cartel and another called Blowing Smoke. This was the cigar boom. Here it is. When I got into the business in 85, as I, as I said, about 100 million cigars were imported in the U.S., and the market was continuing to decline. During the cigar boom, 1990 to 1997, uh, it grew each and every year. Again, they were producing more, so they were getting more imported in, and as fast as they could make them is as fast as they, uh, the, imp the imports would rise. More and more cigars were imported into the U.S. until 1997. 1997, we saw 400 million cigars imported into the United States. That's a lot. In one year. 100 million to 400 million. Four times growth. Unbelievable. Unsustainable growth. Um, because this was actually more cigars being imported into the U.S. than was actually needed. Yes, 400 million cigars were imported, but 400 million cigars were never sold. Never sold. And that was creating the, what was known as the cigar bust. More inventory than needed, right? So in September 1997, production caught up and surpassed demand. This was the beginning of the downward slide of the cigar boom and began to make itself felt, uh, leading to a shakeout on many smaller and weaker upstart manufacturers and retailers. They went out of business. There's too much inventory. Inventory exceeded demand. 400 million premium cigars were imported and never sold. Some of them just didn't sell. They were imported, but there was no customers looking to buy these cigars. Shelves in cigar shops began to fill up, and then prices began to plummet. This is just the way any industry sure. is. Supply and demand. Supply demand yep. Absolutely. October 1997, the bubble bursted. That's when it happened. Actually, Dwayne brings it up to me because I had him actually on the road. He says, I remember the day it happened. It was October 1997. The bust happened and the boom was over. Manufacturers shut down. Brands went away. Retailers' shops closed. And it was ugly, let me tell you. Today, about 300 million cigars are imported, and just about 300 million premium cigars sell through each year. The amazing thing is we are not that far away from where the, the tip of the boom was, actually, because it was never at 400. That was imported. It's not whatever sold. Mm. Remember, 400 million cigars were imported but never sold through. Maybe, actually, the number was closer to 300 million because the bubble burst and now we've reached demand and production is actually the same number, which is about 300 million. Another reason why uh, they're still hot is over 300 million cigars are selling through despite the fact that there is a, not a lot of places where you can burn a cigar. That didn't exist then. Taxation, legislation, and no smoking laws are everywhere, but still we are maintaining the 300 million mark. That being uh, put into account, premium cigars might be even more popular today than they were in, quote, the cigar boom time. There just aren't as many places to smoke cigars. In the early 90s, there were plenty of places to light up a cigar. Just about every high-end restaurant encouraged you to smoke a cigar with an after-dinner drink. Most of the better ones even sold cigars on the premises. Smoking bans were just beginning to start up. As a matter of fact, the first one didn't happen until 1995 in Aspen, Colorado. Today, just about every state has a law against it, more restricted than others. 
but sales continue. The cigar boom was not called the great cigar boom for a lot of reasons. It wasn't great. During the boom, cigars got lots of attention, maybe too much attention, if you ask me, and lots of others in and out of the cigar business will agree with me. First off, when there is a shortage, just about everything it made the manufacturers produce faster. With a handmade product like premium cigars, that did not work out well. Tobacco growers uh, did not age tobacco like they should. Tobacco ages at a certain rate, period, that's all there is to it. Can't but, speed that up. No, but some hungry businessmen sped up the process with tricks that lacked the quality controls that we see today, and it rushed it to market. Cigars suffered, and the consumers who were new to premium cigars were being turned off to the taste of what these cigars were. I think they were the worst of how cigars tasted during that uh, crunch time. I remember descriptions of hints of ammonia, from unfermented tobacco and aroma of varnish from boxes that were filled before they even dried. This was really rushing uh, production. Burn problems of young tobacco and plugs from rollers who were really apprentices but were rushed in the position as a master roller. Just like Dickens wrote in The Tale of Two Cities, it was the worst of time and it was the best of time. The cigar boom was all of that. As the popularity of cigars continued and gained attention, it drew attention to local, state, and federal governments. And soon we saw taxation for the first time. The governments wanted their cut, and that led to mass legislation and no smoking laws all over the country. The cigar boom created lots of failures, hungry entrepreneurs who saw opportunities for a quick buck. But those who know anything about cigars in its business knows that there's nothing quick about it. It's a marathon created by participants who are passionate, hardworking people who chose the long road to success. Those who made it through the cigar boom, meaning that they uh, started during it and are still standing, are the survivors. People who sat on the long roller coaster ride, many of them startups with ups and downs. Those who are still here, a huge congratulations go out to them. We all grew up together while seeing many of our colleagues unfortunately fail. Ahead, maybe another cigar boom or another cigar bust, but only time will tell. We learn from what we live through and improve from others' failures as we march on. It is the best of time or it's the worst of time. I can't wait for the next cigar boom. When will the next cigar boom be? I think we may be in it right now. So that's the story of the cigar boom. I hope that answers it, Sean. I'll agree that we're in it again. I think so. When I worked in Miami uh, for a manufacturer, I would get phone calls from uh, studios all the time going for X amount of dollars. We'll put your cigar in the movie for product placement. Wow. And it was popular movies, stuff, stuff like uh, um, Sylvester Stallone's latest movie. Um, with the, 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 super, expendables. the Expendables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the movies that called up. We'll have him smoking your cigar for X amount of dollars. And other, other shows as well. Um, and TV shows like The Office. Mm. Mm. So, well, somebody actually came up to us at the trade show and asked us if we wanted to get us yeah. in the movies. You got to pay money and right. all that yep. stuff. So we chose not to. But uh, now nah, that was happening all over the place. Um, now it's FDA. What are they going to do? Well, you got FDA doing? on one side, and you've got the possibility of the embargo being lifted on the other side. Right. So you have one weight pulling you down on one side and one 
turban pushing you up on the other side. It'll be interesting to see how the next six to eight months play out. What I'll tell you about cigars, and this is with 30 years of experience, maybe 35 years of smoking experience, they've never been better. I said it last year. I said it the year before. Each year they get better and better. Uh, nobody's in a rush. It's holding its own at about 300 million cigars imported. We, as retailers, we're not worrying about getting product. Whether your retailer, your local brick-and-mortar store is stocking enough product or not, that's actually up to him. Uh, before, the, the uh, consumer used to get mad at us. Where is the cigars? Right. It's mm -hmm. not like I didn't order them. I just couldn't get them fast enough in the manufacturer because they, their demand was so... so uh, and they would, uh, they would hear us yelling and complaining to them, so they would speed up the production. The cigar would get worse. Now everything comes in. It's ready to smoke. It's, it's awesome the way it is. And uh, it, it, it is the best time to smoke if you're allowed to smoke. So uh, back to uh, some of the things I mentioned there was we don't have hardly any place to smoke, especially here in New England. We have long winters and stuff, and yet we're maintaining those 300 million. Can you imagine if you could smoke everywhere again? Mm. We would probably be exceeding the 400 million and actually selling them through. Yeah. We're selling 300 million uh, with our hands tied behind our back. So can you imagine if they, if they let it open? The consumer wants to smoke cigars. Let them smoke. Spicy, nacho-flavored Doritos. We're on totally different pages. Your page is the wrong page. It's okay. Just flip it, flip it onto the book. <laughs> Dark chocolate and Cafe Bustella. So wrong. All, wrong. all I know is I did all that talking. I put my cigar down, and it's still lit. This is a cigar. Uh, Omar's been with us uh, all day yesterday and, and the day before. And some customers came in and said, the cigar is packed tight like it's not going to draw. And you cut the cigar, and it's a perfect, easy draw. It is packed, though. It is packed. It is packed. It's slow burning. Yep. Uh, very nice. Very, very nice. Um, next Saturday, um, our first live, live guest we ever had on the show over five years ago. From Tortuga Cigars, which didn't even exist at that time, Victor Vitali will be joining us. Also, the new edition of Cigar Journal magazine is out. Ah. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to look through it. We're going to tell everybody all the things that are in it. It pretty, looks like a pretty awesome uh, issue right now. But uh, that's it. We're smoking the Fratello Blanco. We're going to go to break. When we come back, he is the cigar brand owner. He was a professional basketball play, player, works for NASA, and this day forward, he is going to be known as Omar, the Dancing Machine, DeFries. <clears throat> no? Omar DeFries from Fratello Cigars joins us. We're live in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. Yeah, this is going to happen. We're going to tell the story. All right, let's tell it. On the United Cigar Radio Network. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Attic Out. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. <laughs> what about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? 
Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. When you light a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand-pick, hand-roll, and then carefully hand-check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah. They're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage... May we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. 
You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. I get so smoking hot when I listen to the Cigar Authority. Who needs a lighter? And we are back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast now over five years running about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. With us, someone who will be known this day forward as Omar, the dancing machine, DeFries. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority, Omar. Thank you for having me, Dave. Thank you for having me. It's always exciting every time I get a chance to uh, come to the New Hampshire area and be with friends and... Uh, and obviously, uh, uh, you, throw that word. Word. you throw that F word around <laughs> awful, awful quick. So we do some crazy events here at Two Guys Smoke Shop. We've done some nutty stuff. But this one was maybe the nuttiest. And the great thing is that you came up with this idea. You took on a living legend of dance, Mr. Jonathan, a guy that talks to talk. But Hall of he, Famer. Hall of Famer. Can but, he walk the walk? Can he walk the walk? Did he walk the walk? So give us your version of what went down. So I, 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 uh, I took on this. Uh, I, I said to uh, Dave uh, in, on an email exchange, I said, because I see uh, Mr. Jonathan breaking his swing dance and uh, all of these things. And one day I just said, you know what? I'm going to challenge Mr. Jonathan to a dance. Now, let's get, let's okay. get all the rules that you changed <laughs> right off the bat. You said there was no break dancing allowed. So you took away one of my strong suits. You tried taking away any of the aerials. I had one. Wait, wait, we right, even, no, he didn't even We don't even know what happened. So, yeah. so, uh, so I'd say, that let's, I'm going to challenge Mr. Jonathan to a dance-off. And I said, uh, let's break out the merengue, the salsa, and the bachata. This man is a living legend, you know, so let's see. Uh, what he would have the repertoire you made to back me up put the my pants on. Absolutely. A, you made me put my pants <laughs> on. Anybody got some tissues with all the crying, I Jonathan? Think so, I think so. But we haven't even finished yet. It gets no. better. So I decided to say, hey, I'll come up and we'll do a beautiful dance-off at your Seabrook store and let's break it out. So I uh, chose three songs. Mr. Jonathan throws three songs. And I open up a can of ass whooping that was so bad <laughs> yeah. that uh, uh, I think he's still a, a little, uh, you know, suffering from, uh, from the back end. Uh, he brought the, the, the lovely Yvonne, That's right. his dance partner, um, and she got all dressed up. And um, uh, the crowd, everybody, I, I was surprised, all the people that ended up showing yeah. up to see this. And um, they did three dances each. Uh, and they first did the merengue, and then uh, what did Omar went first, yeah, and then right. you went second, and then they went on to the bachata, 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 yes. and uh, the same Omar was good enough to go first, but on the last one it was the salsa, and Omar said, "No, you're gonna go first. Right. I have to hand it to you on the salsa. You brought the house down on Thank you, yes, thank you. you. It was too kind. It was too kind. They scored you a little high on the other two dances, <laughs> oh, but that one you earned. Listen that to one clear. you earned. We did, we did, uh, we did lose a, the first. That was one. a thirty. You got three, three judges three. at a ten each on wow. that. They would, they were clapping their hands. That he got the crowd engaged. He incorporated he a cigar. A, he pulled out a pocket watch and was hypnotizing the judges. Yeah. <laughs> 
and I know for a fact that money exchanged hands with yeah. Judge, Judge huh? Number Three and you. You couldn't was saying it. Couldn't sustain it. Couldn't sustain uh, the the backlash was too hard, huh? Every time I broke that dance and I broke that uh, broke the hips a little bit, it was like <laughs> Mr. Jonathan's draw was just dropping. I was like, I cannot believe he continues to do that. Wow. He's a big man wow. that could, you are had big... more moves than X Lash. So, <laughs> does this make you now a living legend since you took down a living legend? I, it I doesn't so. work that way. I think so. Uh, what, what was the word that we used you, earlier? You are the legend slayer. That's yeah. right. I like that. It's not like Omar Highlander the where there can slayer. be only one. You have to earn your way in to be a living legend. And none of those three dances are even my dance. <laughs> you know what is even funny? It's I, I, I went through – I go around the country, obviously – preaching the word of Fratello. And uh, people were actually, because we have been talking about it for the last couple of months, people have been asking me, it's like, hey, so you're going to do the dance-off with Mr. Jonathan? I was like, I say, yeah, as a matter of fact, I am. Yeah. It's like, please make sure you beat him. Make sure you beat him. And so it was uh, it Mission, was good. Accomplished. Mission, so, Mission accomplished. So here's how the scoring went down. The first, annihilation. <laughs> the first one they did was the merengue. So uh, the scoring of the merengue, uh, Omar went first, and Omar scored a 20 on the merengue, and Mr. Jonathan scored a 22. He was wow. ahead of the pack on the merengue. He Early lead. Early lead. Now, let me ask a quick question. False yep. 20 and 22 out of what possible? What 30. Was, out of 30, okay. Yep. Three judges, uh, ten one each. to 10, yeah. Okay. So uh, following that was the bachata, and uh, here's where Omar took the lead at that point. He got a 26, and Mr. Jonathan got a 20. So went down from a 22 to a 20, and Omar goes from a 20 to a 26. Slightly lead, yeah, slight lead. Uh, they're up four, yes. And then it was the last one, so Mr. Jonathan goes first. And Mr. Jonathan, I thought, went very good. And you're going to be able to see this, right? How, how are they going to see this? They'll be able to see it. There'll be a, a link on the Cigar Authority about an hour after the show is posted. Uh, but you'll be able to go to the YouTube Cigar Authority channel uh, right after the show, and it'll be live. Okay. But since two things are going up at the same time, the yeah. actual posting on our website will be at 3 o'clock. Okay. There is a small preview because I saw a small preview. Uh, yeah, somebody put a little, a little thing, but this is the whole thing, right? The whole thing. The whole thing. It's got to be a all, half hour long? All 16 minutes. 16 minutes? That yeah. was it? Okay. I cut some of Omar's dances. Jonathan danced <laughs> well, he for was, about 50 seconds. It was a marathon. Dance. I mean, I, <laughs> Omar went three Two minutes Two of the judges fell asleep during the middle song. <laughs> I don't even know how they could have judged you. They weren't looking. They weren't taking All I nap. can say is I was trying to lift your jaw up a little, couple of times during both of my three dances. Uh, I actually thought they lowballed me a little bit on the meringue. I thought I uh, completely uh, uh, beat you beat there as it? well. Okay. Uh, but I thought it was good. So the salsa one which was interesting. So Mr. Jonathan goes, uh, and, and you had uh, Karam Jeet. Karam Jeet was yeah. your dance partner. And uh, he did um, basically a whole show, basically taking off your jacket as the thing was started. <laughs> throwing it to me. Yeah, throwing it. I mean, this was one a whole small theater. step for Omar, yeah. one oh, giant uh, leap for Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan. Yeah, there was... Uh, Intros and the whole bit that he incorporated. And then as he was dancing, he not only danced with Karamjeet, his dance partner, but he extended his hand out and actually took Yvonne onto the dance floor and danced with both of them at the wow. same time. Yeah. So this looked like, holy God, he's going to do unbelievable. Uh, and and I, I thought it was very good. You'll, you'll end up seeing yourself. And then the judges judged him at that point. And 
they had their lines through the number that they, they put. Yeah, there was subtraction going sub- on. Subtractions. I got I lost points for being the better dancer. No. <laughs> no for showing up your partner. Yes. That's right. That's right. He lost points for putting attention on him and not his partner oh. and being less debonair than he should have, according <laughs> to the judges. So they ended up giving him a 23, which Ooh. actually still was his biggest because he did 22, 20. He still got a 23, but they had 20, whatever number it was, minus oh. down to a 23. Yeah. So now Omar sees that, and he knows he needs He knows that. the fix is in. He, he needs 18 <laughs> points to tie. What it cost you, 20 bucks and a couple cigars? No, as a matter of fact, it cost me a couple of very nice moves and uh, broke it out on you, lift up your jaw one more time. So Omar takes the stage at that point, and the music starts. And he doesn't go right to his dancer. He light, he cuts a cigar. He lights a cigar. And he works his way around her and extends his hand to ah. her. And then the thing, and everybody starts clapping. And everybody's engaged. They're going to see it. They're going to oh. see it. So you can hold back all you, you want. You brought the house down on the salsa. i got to <laughs> give you the salsa. And scored a perfect 30. Wow. Perfect 30. I would have hit my bell right now, but I don't have it. A perfect 30. <laughs> Beautiful. And um, that was it. It was great. It was, it was, hey, listen, I, uh, I was, it was, it, when I saw, when I showed my wife, uh, uh, Mr. Jonathan's move on the swing was, she was like, and we're going to go a gup against that. And no, no, like, no, because then you, <laughs> no, 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 we're going to cut him off at the knees and make him his <laughs> pants be on and do dances he's never done before. I said, don't worry about it. We're going to take him down. And we did. So thanks to our judges, Christine, Steve, and Jeff, uh, for judging it. Uh, Mr. Jonathan doesn't agree to thank them, but uh, they, they did a nice job, and all the people that turned out for it was really something different. A lot of fun, and that's something different in the cigar business. Absolutely. The same old thing, and that, that's Fratello. I mean, it's something different. Right. The band is different. The man is different. The guy in the, in the industry, it's not the, uh, the guy with the cowboy hat and uh, out there looking at tobacco leaves. This is a, this is a guy that works for this NASA. Is, this is a man who is uh, of Puerto Rican descent, raised in the Dominican Republic, has his cigars made in Nicaragua, and names them all Italian names. That's who you are. Yeah. United Nations of Cigars. And you're nothing. <laughs> the United Nations of Cigars. There we go. So that's Fratello. So we're smoking your new one. Tell us about Bianco. So we're super excited about this release. We've waited two years before uh, coming out with anything new uh, because I think there's, a, there's, there's, a, there's, there's something to be said about making sure that people know your cigar, they know your tobacco, they know your core line, which was uh, obviously Fratello, which we released in 2013, Dave. Um, and then after that, we released the Fratello Boxer, which has been even a greater success, and it was a great addition to the line. One size. The one size, that's right. Now, just because we've got people listening that don't, aren't familiar with the original Fratello, and we're smoking the Bianco, and that's what went out in the care package, what, what is the major difference between the original Fratello and the Boxer? So entirely different smoke. So what we wanted to do was we wanted to capture and make sure that we capture a lot of flavor on this tobacco, make sure that uh, we, 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 we broke the mold entirely of what was being done with Fratello. Fratello is a solid medium body cigar uh, with an enormous amount of flavor coming out of Nicaragua. And I wanted to play with tobacco. I wanted to play with a San Andres Negro wrapper that we had accessible, that we had available at uh, Hoya de Nicaragua where we produce our cigars. And, uh, and we started playing with tobacco, and it was great. We spent over a year trying to uh, make sure that we came out with, uh, with a solid blend, and we did. Uh, we, we worked with different kinds of uh, uh, blends, and uh, this was the absolute winner. It was, it's been amazing for us so far. We did amazing at the show. 
part of the reason we did so well is because I've been on the road, guys, uh, for the pa- better part of this past two years, every single week, making sure we knock on the door, saying hello to uh, a lot of our retailers around the country. And a lot of those guys came back to see us at the show. So when the show was uh, the IPCPR show uh, was a great platform for us because a lot of those guys that I spent about an hour and a half, you know, just talking with one of their managers, you know, all of a sudden came, came by and said, Omar, we appreciate you coming around and introducing your cigar. So now that we introduced Bianco, a lot, of the, a lot of my current retailers came back and said, you know, we've been doing so well with Fratello. Let's bring Fratello Bianco on, uh, on our shelves. And it's been, uh, it's been amazing ever since. So if we have a new um, cigar manufacturer out there trying to get into this crazy cigar world, and here you are a couple of years into it, what would you recommend to them? The, old, the success is get on the road and hit it hard and work very hard, right? There's no easy way around this thing. You know, uh, Dave, I've struggled with this uh, so, so much because uh, there, there are no solid lessons learned in this industry. You know, coming from NASA, you get, you get uh, coaching lessons, you get, uh, you know, mentorships, you get people who, who, who have made mistakes and this is what happened. In this industry, there's, there's a lot of that, but it doesn't, there's not a whole lot of talk about it. So yeah, there's yeah. not a whole lot of access to information. So one of the things that I've had to struggle with going forward is how do I do this the right way for Fratello? And so I haven't had a chance to really capture, oh, this guy did it really well or this person did it really well. Let me just do, let me just do Omar, let's do Fratello, and let's get on the road. And one of the things that has been very successful from us from the beginning and uh, we've had tremendous uh, success on is that we have been able to tackle great catalysts in this industry. So we've been able to tackle great uh, uh, shops like Draper's Tobacconist in Washington, D.C., sure. Nat Sherman in New York City, uh, 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 Telfer's Pipe and Tobacco in Northern California. These are great cigar shops that don't usually open up their doors. Two guys smoke shop here in uh, New Hampshire that don't actually just – you can just come in and say, hey, I'd like you to carry my cigars. Yeah, tell me which one of all the cigars that I have on your shelf should I, you know, on the shelf should I put out yeah, to yeah. bring your cigars? Right, got to get rid of one. That's and exactly so, it. And, the, and so that aspect of the whole business, people have been trusting more the fact that, you know, they want to do business with a company like our like, like ours. They want to do business with a company that is not just putting an enormous amount of cigars out on the road. I have one blend, and now after two years, we came out with a new blend, which is a Fratello Bianco, and I didn't bring it out in five sizes. I brought in five, Fratello Bianco one. Fratello Bianco 2 and Fratello Bianco 3. So three facings, uh, small, uh, small footprint, but a powerful one indeed. Yeah. Um, powerful. Would you say the cigar is powerful? I mean, where, where are you on strength-wise in here? So I'd like to get your thoughts because I, uh, I think it's a medium body plus uh, on this cigar. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely not a full body cigar. Uh, it's, uh, we wanted to give it a step up on a, a notch on the strength level in the tobacco, and we did. Uh, I don't think it's a powerhouse at all. I think it's a very smooth Maduro. It's got I, a lot I agree. Of and and especially smoking this bigger ring gauge that right. we're smoking now. Uh, I had the little smaller one that you gave me That's when right. you came in. That's right. And oof, here it is, you know, right, right. right in the face all at once. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and, I, and I got through it without a problem. And you, you guys know that I'm a lightweight when it comes to um, strength-wise. This is more than medium, but it's not knocking you out. It's, you know... It's fine. You know, uh, you guys that want the real powerhouses or something, you can enjoy it, but it's, it's not um – Look how well it's burning. Look yeah, how well it's, awesome. it's aged. It, it's not uh, under-fermented. It's not – because a lot of people, right. under-fermented or something, will say that's strong. That's the, what they're looking for. Uh, it's not that at all. They, they did a nice well, – you did a nice job with it. And um, uh, a lot of um, – Cigar brand owners and stuff will say, you know, what is this? You know, where would you um, classify this to be? Um, very, very difficult. It's not um, 
your average Nicaraguan cigar because there's other tobaccos that are in it. This is a, a complete blend of different things. This is not a Nicaraguan Puro by any means, that no. it's just one thing. There's, there's a lot going on with it. As uh, these guys are um, coming up with these tasting profiles of different right. flavors that uh, I don't know where I am. I mean, it's really, really something different than, that it's out there. It matches nothing. That's right. That's right. And it's, and it's got a, it, it, it truly is a cocktail of, uh, of a lot of different kinds of tobacco. I mean, we put, it's got a San Andres Negro Mexican wrapper on it. It's got a tobacco from Dominican Republic on the binder. And it's got tobacco from Pelo de Oro, Peruvian tobacco on the filler. It's got tobacco from Pennsylvania broadleaf on the filler as well. It's got tobacco from Esteli Ligero. So there's a lot going yeah, on yeah. in this tobacco, but it was, uh, it took us a lot of iterations. It took us a lot of times, you know, where I go to go down to the factory, we work it, and then all of a sudden I bring it back. It's like it's not ready. There's something going on. Let me sit on it for a little while, and then it would smoke a little different, but then you got to go back at the at the writing books and uh, make sure you do it right. Dave, right. to give you some quick yeah. uh, validation, a few people in the chat room had agreed with you. Uh, they were smoking Fratello for the first time as part of the care package. Yeah. And they felt that it was very distinct and very different. Very different. Yep. So You know, I, I like to do that in my mind when I'm smoking a cigar and say, what is this similar to as a retailer? Because a consumer that may smoke brand X comes in and I go, you know something? This is very much like it or something. But this is in a class by itself. I mean, it's not... It doesn't remind me of anything. That's right. And that's the aspect that I think is, makes, it, make, makes our company very unique. And a lot of people will usually ask me that question as well. It's like, well, I tend to smoke Padron or I tend to smoke this other brand. And uh, what are your taste like? It's like, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's a stretch. I, I, I hate to tell you that it's going to taste something similar to this because of the type of stuff yeah, yeah, that we're yeah. utilizing here. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a definitely a different thing. All right. Ready to beat Mr. Jonathan on, on an, another new game? Absolutely. All right. It's time for this classic day in classic history. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. All right, who's the leader right now? That would be uh, me. Barry, okay, you're going to go first. This is the best of five. Omar, if you remember how this works. I do. It's people's birthdays without going over, and it's going to be Mr. Jonathan, Omar, and Barry. That's the classic three-way today. And today, uh, Barry is the birth date of Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury, oh, rock queen. singer, flamboyant lead singer of the rock group Queen, best known for a remarkable voice range. He wrote many of Queen's classics, including Bohemian Rhapsody, We Are the Champions, Queen's We Will Rock You, listed as one of the top 500 greatest songs of all time by Rolling Stone magazine, inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2009. He died in 1991, but Freddie Mercury was born today... What year? 1949. 1949. Mr. J. I'm going 1955. 1955. And Omar. 1954. 54. And it's going to Barry at 1946. Oh, I'm over. He's over. No one gets it. No one gets it. Everybody was over. Everybody was over. I had 49. 49. Okay. 
So nobody got it. Do you want me to explain the rules and how yes, they work? Yes, please. please. <laughs> so nobody got that point because they all went over. Mr. Jonathan, today is the birth date of Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, movie actor, starred Batman. in Tim Burton's films Beetlejuice, Batman, Batman Returns, comedies such as Multiplicity and Mr. Mom. He also is the voice character of animated film series Cars, Minions, Toy Story 3. Uh, his role as Reagan in the film Birdman earned him a Golden Globe Awards, Best Actor in a Motion Picture and Comedy. His surreal surname, his real name, is Michael Douglas. But uh, figured only, it would be only confusion. white man to make me moist. That's right. He figured <laughs> uh, it would be confusion as an actor, so he changed his name to Keaton, Michael Keaton. Born today, what year? Uh, I'm going to stick with my earlier answer and go with 1955. 1955. 1961. 1961. 1946. 1946, because everybody else is over. 1951. Barry got that point. Okay, Barry's winning one to nothing to nothing. I mentioned this, uh, this goes to Omar. I mentioned her in uh, earlier, I don't know if you heard of uh, part of why the cigar boom happened. Raquel Welch, cigar smoker, Raquel Welch is a movie actress, international sex symbol who appeared in One Million Year B.C. Also films included 2001, Legally Blonde, and, and 1967's The Oldest Profession. She performed ballet for 10 years. Uh, she was employed as a spokesperson for Foster Grant Sunglasses. Raquel Welch, born today, what year? 1965. 1965, Barry Stein. 1938. 1938. 1937. 1938 will take it because it's 1940, Barry. Rocking the house. I am a living legend of trivia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you only have two questions left. Today is the birth date of Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart, TV actor who starred in the Bob Newhart show, as well as sitcoms Newhart and Bob. Bob Newhart, Newhart, Bob. Very original. He had several appearances in variety shows, such as the Dean Martin Show, the Ed Sullivan Show, guest star on The Tonight Show 87 times. He is a legend. Bob Newhart, born today what year? 1933. 1933. 41. 41. 1940. 1940, you're all over. 1929. Really? All right, Gosh. now you guys need two points. You need two this points. This is when I perform my best. <laughs> Just like the salsa, right? <laughs> oh, that was my best one. <laughs> <laughs> like the salsa. Who, whose turn is it? My turn. Mr. Jonathan, last chance. Two points for the exact number. Barry's winning two to nothing to nothing. Today is the birthday of Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels, entrepreneur, founder of his own line of Tennessee whiskey and the famed Jack Daniels brand. He died of blood poisoning after kicking his safe, for which he never remembered the combination. He kicked the safe, he got blood poisoned, and he died. But he was born today, Jack Daniels, your friend Jack. Born today, what year? Mrs. John. Uh, 1847. 1847. 1901. 1901. 1875. On your birthday, and they will cut and light a free happy birthday cigar just for you.
And that's that. So, Omar, the last time you were on the show, you had mentioned uh, a Fratello, Connecticut. Yes, I did. Um, where do you stand with that? So uh, that's something that we blended um, because I, uh, I personally feel it, was, uh, it, was, it, w- it could have been the right move for the company at that point. Um, and everything started to just evolve so well with the, every, just all the points started to fit onto what Bianco was going to be. I mean, the branding was behind. It was phenomenal. The shops that I was at and the, and the research that I was doing, um, some of the people that were responding to some of the questions that we had was we wanted to see a Maduro on this blend. And so uh, a, Maduro. Uh, a Maduro. So we went out and, and, and we started working on it. We started working on different kinds of tobacco and we blended both. Uh, I, I personally loved uh, what we did with that Connecticut shade. Uh, we actually utilized a different type of tobacco as well. And it was absolutely gorgeous. It was a Bano, a Bano Ecuador lower priming uh, that we put on the wrapper and it was beautiful. It was nice, beautiful blonde. It was gorgeous. Uh, it was. It was just. It was, this was the right time for Fratello Bianco, and uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Pu- I'm not ruling it out uh, anytime soon, uh, since we are going to be, you know, doing some, uh, you know, additional uh, uh, lines potentially on Bianco. Uh, small little hint right there, but uh, I think it's going. I think it was the right time for Fratello Bianco, and uh, and it's been amazing. The, the show was. Uh, the response was great. We've gotten uh, out of uh, the majority of the people that have bought Bianco. We've already gotten a reorder mm. from, which is not, which That's is quick. actually very quick. quick yeah. Especially, uh, uh, well, we don't wait a lot. Of, uh, we don't wait a lot. You know how the IPCPR show uh, sometimes when you're going out and you're trying to buy some cigars and it starts getting into November or sometimes even December and the shipments get in October. The first shipment. Right. It was exactly the first shipment. I was like, there's no way we're going to, we're going to hit it after the show. And they we, ordered we, it, uh, ship it, that's right? It. Absolutely. And, and, and that's part of your, your thing, analyzing numbers and things, what it is. You're going to get orders. You're going to guess what it's going to be. And you're going to produce a cigar in advance of it. Your competition, which is just about everybody out there. I don't know what they're so slow in, you know, you're going to show it at the show. Be ready. You know, what, you know there's, there's uh, people out there haven't even shipped the first cigar out yet. I think there's a lot has to do with, uh, you know, first of all, planification. And, you know, it's, it's the project management rule. I mean, you want to make sure that whatever it is that you're putting out, you be able to, you know, suffice that, that demand right immediately. Yeah. So it's a very simple numbers game. All of a sudden, you supply, you produce it, and you, you bring it out in July. And guess what? The more than likely, you will get a reorder, depending on the tobacco, you know, within a couple of months. It sounds so... You know, juvenile, so simple, <laughs> right. but uh, I, know, I know a lot of manufacturers listen out here, and uh, some of you guys, we, we're waiting on our, our orders from uh, two months ago, and we still have not received it, and in the, in, in, in the meantime, this is the, the, people this is that the have, boom of the year. The reorder is happening already. Right. People are getting their reorders, and you're missing the boat, whatever, but uh, listen, I say it every year to them, and they continue to do the same thing over and over and expect different uh, insanity <laughs> so- Insanity. Do we have to wait two more years to get a Connecticut shade? Uh, I, I, Fratello. I was I, I was asked that question uh, by a, a retailer of ours in uh, North Carolina, and I was uh, and, and, and I and I told him that my, the approach that we're using into our business is a very much of a, and it's going to sound a little strange, but it's a it's very much of a corporate America kind of approach on on, on, on to a smaller onto a smaller industry like ourselves. It is, uh, it's, it's not, I don't think it's the amount of SKUs that you have and the amount of product that you have. It is with the amount of product that you have, how much can you increase your sales with that platform? And so that is exactly what we've been using for the last few years. I've only had five SKUs. Um, now we have eight SKUs thanks to Fratello Bianco and we're expanding on people's shelves. But what that does is we're looking at how can we value, and this is one of the things that we talk to our retailers all the time, is what's the value of my box in your shelves? 
you know, when you put when you put us in a small skew, you know, against brands like Davido for very very large companies, then it might seem it's a small number. But what is the value per box on yeah. your shelves? And that's the number one question. And that's the thing that we're trying to get behind. So is it that you're just afraid that? Since 80% of uh, cigar smokers smoke shade and mild cigars, that you're just going to grow too fast? No, it's. Uh, I think it's. Uh, the, the reality is, I'm looking to. I'm looking to pace the market. I'm looking to pace myself. Again, I'm a young. I'm a. I'm a young entrepreneur in this industry. I'm, I've been. I've been in this industry for two years. We've grown from small regional blend of over, you know, 15, 20 retailers in the U.S. And now we're in 500 points of sales in 42 states. 500 doors. 500 oh, doors. Wow. And so we've expanded. We've expanded well, but we haven't expanded to the point that I cannot supply the demand. We haven't expanded to the point that I'm having problems with my orders or anything like that we've expanded very smartly with what we have but what you haven't expanded with is omar's on the road and omar is the company that's still right. Mm. that's right no sales force no sales force it, it's you know that's i think what is working for him <laughs> i mean you know every company would like to do that but no it does not work i mean again you break you're breaking a mold of, of what it is is there is there a plan to get guys out there and there is yeah. I, uh, the, I've been approached by uh, some very high power brokers uh, in this industry and we've I've been uh, I've been uh, we've actually hired uh, somebody full-time to start working for a company which is Mariela she's been hired uh, full-time to do a lot of the brand management side of the house a lot of the connection with our retailers how do we how do we continue to build up on strategies for growth with our current product right uh, not just put another cigar out and see how that one does yeah, and then yeah. take a wave and cannibalize my current line yeah, absolutely so well, it's about it's about exactly that and how you get that connection with a retailer and the consumer there's you know every time i go to a shop there's you know a lot of consumers i haven't tried for tello so why come out with something new when mm-hmm. i have still have such a large spectrum of people that haven't tried my phone off the top of your head you know a question in the chat room if anybody in miami carries your cigar yes they do we have a we have a shop called the neighborhood humidor uh in the, the carries our product in miami okay and, they're uh, on 140 40 southwest h that's right wow <laughs> right, <laughs> right at the top of my head <laughs> look at that that's very true omar defrias for tello cigars uh retailers if you're out there you, you're interested Get a hold of, uh, of Omar and uh, get these cigars in your store and consumers out there. If you've never tried a Fratello cigar, you're missing something. It is really something different, especially uh, the Bianco. Uh, I can't even connect it to another brand. It's, it's on its own. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. When we come back, Mr. Jonathan will give us his take on the dance-off. Is it the same? You know it's not. Uh, we got more in the mailbag. Old Fart Freddy and some crazy stuff in the asylum. Barry's got the cigar news and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And when you are smoking the Robusto size, which is the number three size of Fratello Bianco, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you right back here with our number two of The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. 
In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda. Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Vancana. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. And wait. The authority on everything cigar. Shake your face. In. Yeah, you And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. <laughs> well, then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of dominoes, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. (laughs) And Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! we get some meatloaf? It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake and bake, gal. Yeah. Woo! Shake and bake. Do it. And we're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. And in this hour, another Nicaraguan cigar, a new cigar from Crown Heads. Mr. Jonathan's going to give us his take on the dance-off, and we got lots of questions and answers. Welcome back, everybody, to The Cigar Authority. You are listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. And you can also see the travesty that we refer to as the dance-off. The dance-off. So uh, this is a new cigar from Crown Heads, Barry Stein. What do we got? Well, in 2014, Crown Heads released the first limited edition Las Calaveras, and the cigar quickly sold out, which led to the company releasing La Imperiosa. The artwork, band, and name comes from an old Cuban brand, and it features an Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper 
over Nicaraguan binders and fillers. It's available in four sizes, and today we smoke the five and three quarter inch by 46 Corona Gorda. Okay, nice, nice size. Um, so this was Las Calaveras. This was Las Calaveras 2014. It Doesn't seems, it seem a little dark? It seems dark. It seems a lot darker. I've seen pictures of the two side by side. There is a very slight variation. Um, to me, it doesn't seem darker than the 2014 edition. Okay. The 2015 edition is much lighter. So this was Las Calaveras, and now it's called La Imperioso. That is correct. And there will be a Las Calaveras, and it won't be this. Right. Well, the Las Calaveras already came out earlier this year. Um, and it was a lighter wrapper, and there's still some available. But uh, it's not this cigar. But it's not this cigar. But this was last color. This was 2014 edition. What? Every year, Crown they do Heads a different, they will do a be releasing blend. a different blend for Las Calaveras. So with the success of what it was, they said, let's bring this back as a brand. As a brand. That is correct. So we'll continue on. They did a little uh, test marketing, you could say, with okay. the limited edition. Because the idea was it was one and done. And that was it, right? No, it was going to be a continuing effort. But Huber the, stated from the blend every would, year, would change. Every year, the blend would change. Okay. So, so they're, they're, they had success, so they're going to continue it. This is an ongoing one, though. This isn't going to disappear at all. This is not going to disappear. And if you look at this band compared to the Cuban brand, the only difference is where it says Nicaragua on the La Imperiosa brand. It says Cuba on the Cuban brand. So they didn't put any, uh, they any didn't, change in the They didn't it at change all. anything. It's totally the Cuban artwork, so the, the Cuban the, band. The design the team name. had the year off. I yes. Mean, just, <laughs> they got a free pass. Here we go. All right. So, uh, and what's the retail on this? The retail on this particular size is $8.39. All right. $8.39. All right. Let's give it a cut and light and see what it's all about. Right now, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Dave, I have, I have a suggestion. We have a, we have a live listening audience. Yeah. As we do most weeks, Cigar Authority is recorded between, before a live studio audience. Here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out there. I would like the audience, if you guys have cutters, cut along with us. Here we go. <laughs> Would it be picked up, maybe? I don't know. They're smoking with us. Why not cut with us? I just had a flashback to Welcome Back, Cotter. This episode has been (laughs) recorded before a live studio audience. Yeah, studio audience. audience. That's right. Wow, you're old. Congratulations. Not as old as me. I remember. Wow. Bitter, Jonathan. There he goes. Excuse me, Mr. Bitter, Jonathan. Okay. It's better. A little sweet on the taste of it before we even light it up. A little sweet. We're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus T4. Chinese food. This is a forty-nine ninety-nine. <laughs> Sorry to cold draw on my cigar. Little just. dry noodles. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. Dry noodles. You know the one that comes in the little bag and you put it with the, the chow mein. Chow mein noodles. Yeah, yeah. Chow mein noodles. Nailed He's got it. it. All right. Nailed it. So Nailed just it. in the future, when you have a taste like that, <laughs> yeah. do what the rest of us do and write it down and let me finish the freaking commercial. Yeah. And then blow everyone's mind with your Chinese noodles. I thought he was asking what he never had a Chinese peapot in his life, but no. he knows what the chi- noodles taste like. The dry noodles, the ones you put underneath, it's exact. It is. 
All right. I do have to give that one to you, though. You nailed it. Yeah. You nailed it. That's why I'm aggravated. So uh, we got a quadruple jet, big-ass tanked, full metal jacket. You can practically see yourself in the Lotus reflection. Lotus T what? This is the T4. T4. Ask for it by name. $49.99. It's a real good deal for a light like this. And it does have the patented. It does. It's not patented, but it does have. <laughs> look at that lighter. Those that are watching on the video streaming of this. Huge. <clears throat> it's handsome. Thank you. Now I want Chinese food for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so 20 minutes after we finish this cigar, are we going to want another one? Hopefully. I think that's the plan. Has anybody smoked this along with the uh, Las Calaveras to go back and forth and say this is what it is? I don't remember. I, I, I haven't because I can't save yeah. my cigars for my life. But I remember somebody I wanted a cigar for him. It might have been Cigar Bum smoking them side by side. Yeah. And he said they were very similar. Okay. He didn't say they were the same, but they were very similar. I do not believe I have a box of Las Calaveras saved. I don't believe you do either. Yeah. They went fast. They did go fast when they came out because they had come out with uh, four kicks before that. And then they had come out with something else. Jericho Hill. Yeah, yeah. And then this one came out, and this was the big hit. But it was, it was, we only bought so many. We had no idea. Yep. And it was gone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they must have saw the same thing that they were getting lots of requests after they sold out for more and there were no more and said, let's do it again. Yeah, I remember Huber having a comment online with people going, they want more, they want more, and him saying there were none left. Hmm. And then a year later, he releases a cigar. Hey, I got no problem with that. Uh, by by uh, demand, right? The uh, supply and demand. They're demanding uh, more of these, and here you got them, and this is going to continue to be out there. So it's out there. Uh, it's hot, I'll tell you that. This, this, this was people were waiting for this cigar to come out. It's selling through. Yep. Uh, it's going good. We're hearing so much talk about it, we said we're going to have to smoke this on the show. So not my first one, but I'm doing the Cigar Journal blind tasting, and I got my stack, and I've gone to a couple of them so far, and I'm looking at one of the cigars that are in there, and it looks like oh, it's this. Interesting. And I don't want it to throw me at all, and I haven't lit it up yet, but I'm purposely smoking this today, and tomorrow I will blind test that. And if it is, I'll, I'll be able to nail it. Because I saw the picture you posted. Yeah. One of them was a box press cigar, and instantaneously you see box press, you think one company. I was curious if you thought that box press might have been that company. Last, the last ones I did right. from the previous month will be in um, next month's. Uh, I don't know if it's in this one that just came out now because I haven't gone through it yet, mm -hmm. or it's going to be in the next issue. I was quite certain it was a Padron, mm -hmm. and it was a Padron. Oh. Ah. And it was a Padron 50. Oh. The regular release 50. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, not the limited. He'd edition. still be. He, he would, would still be on the floor from that. Yeah, the, the limited edition one. So, uh, I play this little game with myself as I'm doing it. Not only am I reviewing it and stuff, but I'm making notes for myself and kind of guessing what it is. And one of them, I wrote, you know, just I think it's this or something. No response from them at all until I got my answers back at the end of it to say what it was, and I nailed it. But they didn't. Uh, they didn't find it funny. They didn't give you a pat it. on the back. <clears throat> One of the cigars that are in there, Barry, I ended up posting it, uh, I think, on Facebook, the, the pile that was sitting there. Right. One of them has 
It's a either natural cigar. I think it's a Maduro cigar with the natural. Uh, the top part of it's natural. The other way around. Okay. Which, uh, it, which has to be Hoy de Nicaragua, right? Yeah. Just looking at it, yeah. I, said, I haven't lit it up or anything like that unless it's, somebody else is doing it, but it's the only one I know of. There are some cigars that are pretty obvious what yeah. they are just from how they yeah. look. Uh, and I don't want it to throw me that, you know, I happen to like that cigar and let me say I like it and stuff. That, that's what stinks. Uh, short of putting a blindfold on, I can see what I can see. And one of the cigars actually looks like it's the cigar. That'll be interesting. This exact size, yeah. this exact cigar. I'm gonna, it's I'm got a little spicy them, component, a little nutmeg. I'm going to Jonathan, but I'm getting a little bit of plum. There's a little bit of a fruity sweetness bordering on plum. Yeah. I don't get it. Baby food plum. Like okay. it's pureed. Yeah, Gosh. my memory doesn't go back that far. Yeah. My, mine does. You're younger. Yeah, it was yesterday. Yesterday, right. <laughs> Uh, I, I got uh, Don Pepin Garcia Peppa. It's there. Yeah, there's yeah, certainly. It's made it to my father factory. Yeah, so, yep. yeah. obviously. That's something. Some of, when you light up a cigar, I may not figure out exactly what brand it is, but I know this guy yeah, did you it. you can pull the factory you know, I off. I can usually do Davidoff. I can do Padron. I can do um, My Father Cigars. Some of them are obvious, a little of Fleur Dominicana I get. They... they they mess up once once in a while to me, and they put a, one of their milder cigars, which I'm not used to. We're used to a fuller body, the fuller Dominicana, but I love their mild stuff, yeah. Suave. Oh, it's good. Uh, but so far, so good on this. It's uh, burning well. Uh, listen, my father's cigars making great cigars out there. Um, uh, and they're still doing the four kicks with... Um, uh, Ernesto and, Perez Carrillo. In, in Dominican. So they're doing, and I meant to ask Omar that. So he's making his stuff with Hoya de Nicaragua. Right now, all three things that he, he puts, yep. the boxer, regular Fratello, and uh, Bianco, is all um, Hoya de Nicaragua. Does he have any plans on going to another country, seeing mm. that he lived in the Dominican Republic? Shouldn't he be doing a Dominican cigar? Yeah. You know, but... You know, here's a Puerto Rican guy living in the Dominican Republic, makes a cigar in Nicaragua, names it a Italian name, yeah. and, uh, you know, he, works for NASA. He's the definition of, of someone that's zigging, he's going to zag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why, why would I do Dominican Republic? I know everybody there. I know every factory. Right. I know every... So, all right. Dance off. Pants off. You're going to Starts. I come out, off. and I have no pants on, and he, Omar says right off the bat, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> Go in the back and put your pants on. So I, I feel like I was hampered a little bit there. Also added to the list of rules, no breakdancing, no aerials, no lifts. I mean. You, you did a little bit. You didn't you swing her a little bit? I or? swung her around a little bit, but, yeah. He, oh, he most did of everything those Latin he could. dances, there are no lifts. They're very close, body-to-body, very erotic dance, kind of. Yeah, I mean, if, we I saw the with, if I was dancing with my wife, it would be one thing, but he was. Is he was w- dancing with his wife, so he was able to get the bump and grind going on. The video is going to be on YouTube, man. I can't have I'm, that I'm not going to spill the beans, but did he tell you that he had an alternate plan for a dance partner? Who did? Jonathan. His wife. No, there was a third alternate. There was Whoa. a third alternate. I heard, yes. <clears throat> I did hear that. I had a uh, transvestite uh, all but hired, <laughs> yeah. and he, she, uh, couldn't get the night Now, would you have been work. more comfortable dancing with a, a he, she? 
Well, it would have been less awkward with the bumping and grinding. I'll say that. <laughs> and post-op? Check, Pre-op? Please. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just know that it's, uh, he wants to be a is, she. Is wardrobe taken into consideration in the judging? Because you had him beat there. Yeah, I okay. smoked him on the wardrobe. John Travolta called afterwards. He, he wanted he his suit intros, back. But yeah. He had intros, intros cut. I mean, I was, it was as professional as I could get on it. He did a great job. Yeah. I, I don't want to take nothing away from you. Do you think because the judges knew you, they yes. actually hurt you? Yes. Yes. Some people would think the judges know me, so it's rigged. They know him already, and they're going to give him extra scores. They actually showed right on their scorecard <laughs> minus. They had the we give him a nine, but minus three for this. Are you saying they weren't independent? No, I think that they well, were. At the beginning, on the first one, I had them do it independently. Show me what your score is, then show me what your. And then they said, "We want to do them all at once." Uh, so the sec, you won on the first one. Yep. The second one, he loses because they said we're not going independent. We're doing it at the same time. They there was some collusion among, going on. They talked amongst each other. In all fairness, I'm going to say yep. everything that ended up happening, and he ends up losing the second round. Interesting. On the third round, he kills it. Killed it. And he went first, so Omar didn't even have a score yet. And he killed it, and they knew it, but they end up putting his score, which was nines across the board, and then they all minus numbers. Yeah, if I had got nines across the board, I still probably would have lost, but it wouldn't have been by 12 points. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I was counting or keeping track through the whole thing. So I, The reduction listen. was because it was more on you than your partner? Is that what I heard? Well, I mean... How do you dance with two girls and put your focus on just one of them? I mean, you got to pay attention to both. So it was a three-way. It was a classic three-way. Yeah, I, I thought it was well done. And you know, listen, I'm, I, I never even watched Dancing on the Stars, and I said I was going to watch it before I did this, so that I would know how it how it plays out. And it was never on, uh, so I never saw it to, to see what it was. But it was entertaining for a, a thing in a cigar store. It was uh, awesome. People showed up, and, and they seemed entertained by it, and they didn't leave after. Right. They hung so around. They hung around. <laughs> it was interesting anyway. So uh, anyway, uh, you lost, and he lost in a, uh, I would say, for a Mr. Jonathan in a humble way. <laughs> he didn't stomp his feet and cry. <laughs> I shook Omar's hand. I yeah. Was, I was debonair. And uh, this video reaction, he definitely handled it well. Yeah, so you'll see something on my Facebook post because I took a picture of him bowing down to, to him <laughs> today, uh, giving him all, all props anyway. But uh, Duran, cigar question and answer of the week. Yep, it's time for the question of the week brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. <clears throat> Duran Cigars combines the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with their super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the difference, Duran Cigars. Last week, we asked you if bloggers and magazines rate cigars too high, and the results to that question are in, with 73% of you saying, yes, they rate them too high. So, next time I give an 89. Don't take it badly. No, but 89 seems like it's bad, and that's very good. It's Mm. almost an A. You know, it's a B plus. Is there any cigars that are poor? Goes well, to your point earlier right. in the editorial. It, like it's it, the golden it's age of tobacco. It is. Cigars have never been better, but a lot of these people that are rating cigars are young guys to begin with, mm-hmm. and they don't even know what a bad cigar is. You know, so sure. it, it yeah. should be. And the, the, an 89 is perceived by the manufacturer as bad. You don't see people touting that they got an 89. 
Now you know. As a review. But during the boom, you did. You think the reviewers want them reposting <clears throat> and talking about the review they got? Therefore, you reviewers give something a high rating so that you get talked about by them? Huh? How about that? I think a younger site might have a tendency to do that. Hey, free publicity. Yeah. yeah. But Cigar Authority has been around for five years. Um, no, I handled another blog before that. I think reputation for both speak for themselves. What was your lowest rating you've ever given us a guy? Do you know? It was like a 65. Really? Yeah. And part of it, I'll admit, part of it was vindictive. Oh. It was a manufacturer sent me the cigar. I told him why I didn't like it, why I wasn't going to review it. He kept calling me, calling me, calling me. Kay, can't you fudge the score? Fudge the score. Please put it up. You know, I need it. I was like, I'm not putting it up and not being honest. He goes, I don't care. Put it up. So now I'm angry. It's like this guy's dictating. You want me to put it up? Fine, I'll put it up. And it was a 65. 65. It was probably a 72. But, oh. <laughs> but I looked at 65 as failing. And just the way he handled it, to me, was an epic fail. And do you speak to that person anymore? Nah, they, they still make cigars for people. Really? Uh, but they're a, a very small player. Um, you don't see their cigars in shops. Okay. Basically, somebody wants to get in a business. They want a cigar made. They don't know who to go to. They, they wind up with a company such as this, and their cigars go nowhere. All right. So, so. The, the bulk of the people are saying we, uh, <clears throat> we and everybody else, and we on, the, we on the Cigar Authority radio show, we don't rate a cigar by a number or anything like that. Uh, but we do on the, on the site. Barry does mm-hmm. that. That's his, his rating of a number. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're saying that you're rating too high. Yep. So, okay. And this week, we follow up on that question by asking, who do you trust more when reading a review? High-profile bloggers or cigar magazines? And the question of the week was brought to you by Duran Cigars, and you can vote on the CigarAuthority.com just above the Duran Cigars advertisement. When a question is asked, what are you smoking, the answer should be Duran Cigars. Experience the difference. Okay. And what do you think about, like, we know that some magazines has their editorial department doing the blind ratings. When it comes to Cigar Journal... I know because I'm one of them, they actually let me do it, and whatever I wrote down, that's what ends up showing up on the thing. I'm, I, I go in there right away when the magazine comes right. in and looks to yeah. see what I end up doing. I know there's multiple people maybe doing it, but it hasn't been more than one point off of what I wrote, of what it is. Yeah. So. And there's one cigar review site that does that. We, uh, Aaron Loomis owns a site. Send him cigars. He takes the band off, puts numbers in. Blind man's puff. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, he sends them out. So very cool. He's probably the only person that you could say is a non-biased review site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the sense that the smokers don't know what the band, what the cigar is. And when people send you the cigar, Barry, uh, for review, they tell you what the cigar is. It has a band on it. It has a band on it. Yeah. Everything. Usually a little, uh, a little product sheet. Okay. Um, you know, some of the bigger companies, you know, here's a cigar featuring X, Y, and Z tobacco with the tasting notes. Oh, they give you the tasting notes. Yeah. And now you have to try to yeah. not and taste And sometimes they- they're on. Sometimes they're way off base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's hard not to get swayed by that. Right. Especially when you're handling multiple jobs and you're focusing on two things sometimes at once. Yeah. And you're yeah. looking at the sheet and going, yeah, that might be what I'm tasting. Yeah. That's what so you got to worry about. about somebody yes. planting that in your, in your mind. Yes. So uh, you're smoking this and you say, wow, there's those, those dry noodles. I taste it. Maybe because we said it, that's why you taste it. Maybe, and I Could say be. that to myself when you end up saying I go, absolutely, there it is. 
Yeah. But I'm not getting plum, though. I'm not getting any. No. I'm getting pepper, like you said. It's, pepper. Yeah. You're getting a little bit of fruity undertones. You've got to get past the pepper, Chuck. Yeah. And then uh, the underlying later, layer. I'm more leaning, I'm less plum, more nutmeg for me, but it's not the first time we've disagreed. Yeah. You know, we make a habit of that. Okay. <clears throat> so that's it on Duran's question. Yes, sir. We'll see how that goes. I, I have something to say. I'll hold off my my. Dis, my commentary on your question until the answer comes out and i'll i have something to add to that next week right now it's time to go into the aging room with our friend old fart freddy it's time to step into the aging room sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better just like aging room cigars they're made in small batches from rare and limited 100 percent dominican tobaccos and here in our aging room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, meats are smoked artificially. It's gross and totally wrong. In my day, we built smoker boxes and jammed as many spicy sausage links in there as we could. Nothing beats a well-smoked sausage. Nowadays, families are very small, so everyone shares the bathroom. Boys and girls take turns using the same shower. In my day, we had 12 people in my family, four boys and eight girls. Papa Fart Freddy built a second bathroom, painted it pink, and added a third shower. During peak shower times, the younger girls could bathe in the mop sink. Nowadays, there are gas stations on every street corner. In my day, you stored your gas in 50-gallon drums behind the shed. Every spring, the rim sale needed to be replaced, and I used to give rim jobs for 50 cents a whack. That was a lot of money back then. We were sausage-in-the-box stuffing rim jobbing men with two in the pink and one in the sink. Sometimes, aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like aging rum cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged. Some are not. It was always such a shocker if those girls could get through the showers and leave the rest of us any hot water. Proud of yourself? (laughs) Yes, I am. Yeah. (laughs) Next Saturday, almost 300 episodes in, and this was, uh, he was our first uh, and probably most been on the most. Victor Vitali from Tortuga Cigars and Legacy Brands joins us. Uh, he also has the Amanda Sante Oro Vivo Cigar. Also, we're going to dig through the Cigar Journal magazine and uh, see what the ratings are and see how I rated some stuff and some of the articles that are in it. It uh, looks like an action-packed uh, cigar journal that's just hitting the shelves right now, and uh, that's what I'll be doing on my Monday day off, Labor Day, Labor Day weekend, quick summer, huh? It's yeah. over. Oh, crazy. It's over. But football season. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of people, it's, lot of people summer's gone, but, but happy about football season's beginning. Also, I think the new Cigar Authority advertisement is in the new issue of Cigar Journal. We changed up the graphic. Yes, yes. We got a different ad in there. Yeah. Okay. While you're enjoying Life Thoughts Fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentlemanlike is gentlemen. Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. Gentlemen, you need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with Suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. 
Today, gentlemen, in the spirit of having Omar DeFrias and Mr. Jonathan's dance-off competition, I figured what more appropriate than to discuss the appropriate way to handle losing. Because losing happens to all of us, and much more often than any of us would like to admit to, I'd like to give us a simple acronym to remember when defeat begins creeping in, so we don't make fools of ourselves on the court, in the courtroom, or on the dance floor. Remember these simple steps, and you will be prepared to lose with dignity and class like a gentleman. Never prepared to lose. The word lose. We're going to break that down as an acronym, starting with the letter L, Mr. Jonathan. L, learn. Learn from your mistakes. Yes, there is no such thing as a total loss. We always have something to learn from, from every failure or mistake. Not only that, but we learn a lot just from the battle itself. Chances are there is a reason why your employer picked someone else for that promotion you wanted. Why not ask your boss to learn about the your weaknesses? The judge was paid off. <laughs> Don't let your efforts go to waste. Reflect on why you lost, and perhaps next time you will prevail. Oh, overcome your emotions. When we lose, our pride begins to feel struck down. A lot of our emotions will begin to surface. Your duty as a classy gentleman is to only allow the appropriate ones to show. A classy man does not throw a temper tantrum, nor does he demand a recount. A gentleman accepts defeat quietly and gracefully. S. Save your strength. There will be other battles, Mr. Jonathan. No need to carry on about how you were cheated or if you just had done this one thing better. There's no need focus, to name names. <laughs> focus on bettering yourself for the next fight or the next dance. Instead of living in the past, which is a very unhealthy lifestyle, begin preparing for the future. Use your energy to get back up and move forward. Finally here, E, employ accountability. This might be the most important and attractive trait of losing. Yes, that's right. Losing properly can be attractive to people. A lady will observe how you take a loss. Are you a boy or are you a man? It is a boy who blames others for their own demise. A boy who will proclaim that someone else must have cheated. A boy who will blame the equipment, blame the team, the circumstances, or the victor. But a man, Mr. Jonathan, will shoulder the responsibility for the loss on his own. It takes real strength to own up to your failures and accept your own fault. If you can do this, then you have a win, even in the face of defeat, my good sir. Screw so get that out there. Screw you, Chuck <laughs> Marson. <laughs> so get out there and lose. That's right. Sure, it's not the most motivational phrase out there, but I know before this weekend is over, we will all encounter a loss, and I promise you, we will all be better men for learning how to lose in style and with class. Think any of that'll stick? Nope. None. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the gentleman's way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? I'm out. That was a win. That was, was a great. Big win. That's, that's, a, that's a good <clears throat> motivational thing. Everybody loses. We all lose. But if you do it right, do you really lose? Yeah, and it's, it's already September. You were bound to lose. It's September already, right? I guess. It's bound to happen. La Imperioso, this is no lose. This is a win. Yeah, definitely. This is a win right here. I love the size. What is the size here? Corona Gorder. What, uh, ring gauge? Five and three-quarter inches by 46 ring gauge. 46. Everything is so big. Every once in a while, I get to a 46, and I say I should smoke more 46s. Very, very nice. I wish and they sell better than they... They, they do. Yeah. But you, you, this particular one <clears throat> in this particular size is, is a winner. <clears throat> this is it. It's very good. $8 cigar. Worth it all the way. Give it a shot. Lara Imperioso from Crown Heads. Right now we're going to go to break. When we come back, good news and bad news in the cigar industry. We got it all. Mr. Jonathan has some 
Recluse tweets it a week. And we have more in the mailbag. Lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. Savor this moment. The sparks of conversation. The anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf. Graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos, jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. All right, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details, I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louis! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan. A young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. Your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey You, he is David Garofalo. 
the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. Hey, Jack, I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. Really? What's it called? Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal? Is it really different from the other magazines? It is. Cigar Journal is all about cigars. None of the nonsense you see in other magazines. Really? Yeah, it has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. Is it a little newsletter? No, I think you'll be very impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, a thick cover, and is strictly for the cigar enthusiast. They cover cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. That sounds interesting. Where can I buy it? Cigar Journal is available at local cigar retailers and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. I'll sign up today. Hi, this is Nick Perdomo. Hi, this is Nicholas Perdomo Jr. From Perdomo Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. We got cigar news, good and bad. New cigars hitting the shelf, trademarks, tweets of the week, and mailbags. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Bad news, Barry. I'm sure you got some bad news happening in the cigar industry. Yep, this week, the new Baltimore City Council members approved an ordinance that bans. City Council. Again. Sorry. Yeah, I know it. Yep. Sorry, Barry. Chuck, why don't you try losing like a gentleman over there? (laughs) The new Baltimore City Council members approved an ordinance that bans smoking in three city parks. After initially discussing the possibility of banning smoking in all outdoor recreational areas. Now, now excuse me for one second. Baltimore. The crap that's going on in Baltimore. They're looting in the streets. They're burning places down. The craziness that's happening there. And the attention on the city council is to stop people from lighting a cigarette or a cigar while they're outdoors in a park. A legal product. That's where the attention is. Go ahead. The only problem is New Baltimore is in Michigan. Oh, New Baltimore. Go figure. Michigan. (laughs) Michigan. Well, 100% tax. Bring it to a vote. I'm sorry. Bring it to a vote. But instead of banning in all recreational areas, the city council decided to ban it in three parks, uh, Walter and Mary Burke Park, Festival Park, and the Maynard Red Orin Memorial Park. In one year, the city will revisit how the band is going in the three parks and will decide at that point whether to include the others or to dissolve the band. So a city council, you're talking about five old ladies, right, <laughs> sitting there. Three of them decide this is what's going to happen yep. for every single Well, they accidentally thing. put their thong on backwards. Now they're irritated, oh, and they've got to take it out on the rest of us. There we go. The, if you're that old, you shouldn't be wearing a thong anyways. The Board of Aldermen in Holly Springs, Mississippi this week, uh, in a 3-2 to two vote, passed an ordinance that bans smoking in buildings that are open to the public, and this includes retail tobacco shops. Aye. 
On Monday night, the Kearney, Missouri Board of Aldermen passed a smoking ban that prohibits smoking in all places that are publicly accessible. The new measure was initially tied 2-2 until the mayor of Kearney, Bill Dane, broke the tie. The new measure prohibits smoking in all places that are available to the public, and these places include the local VFW, private businesses such as tobacco shops, bars, restaurants, and city-owned property. So you did your duty, you served our country, and you can no longer smoke at the VFW. There we go. And if you don't want to be around smoke, don't work in a cigar shop. There we go. I'm sure you don't. A new bill introduced by Assemblyman Ken Zabrowski, a Democrat from New City, would add hotel and motel rooms to the list of indoor smoking bans in New York State. In South Florida, smoke on the water located in Weston was the target of a sting involving illegal poker games. Two arrests were made in the ongoing investigation. And even though it isn't cigar-related, the city of Boston banned chewing back tobacco from Fenway Park. Yeah. The measure joins the current ban on winning. And that's this week's <laughs> Oh, God. Wow. Really? Hey. Easy. <laughs> Easy. What is that Keith. called? The douchebag section? <laughs> <laughs> oh, All my right. goodness. Good news, Mr. Jonathan. This fall, the ability to light up at outdoor patios, decks, and rooftops at local beer yards, bars, and restaurants would have ended under regulations from the Illinois Department of Health. However, the Department of Health has changed its mind on the proposed rule changes as the final regulation that went in effect on August 14, 2015. So feel free to light up with that drink. Sorry. On the top of a roof because they figured they couldn't get the smoke to drop. Hey, so next time you're next time you're in an, in Illinois and you're at a beer garden, light it up. Light it up, baby. All right, God. And despite that, back to my original thing, we're importing 300 million cigars a year. We're finding places to smoke no matter what if it's inside they'll our car. They'll find them but and they, then they'll ban it. They're trying to ban it anyway, but we we prevail. We keep going on, and um, they will not take us down. They will not. Uh, new cigars hitting the shelves, trademarks. What do you got, Barry Stein? Well, you alluded to earlier how some companies are already getting their second orders and some companies have yet to ship. Mm. Nothing shipped this week. So right. no yeah. new releases. Uh, but there are a couple Why of new trademarks. It? And uh, Tobacco Falto has found a way to get themselves some free advertising by being in the trademark list for the third week in a row. We and go. this week it's uh, with El Perser. And our friend Skip Martin at uh, Roma Craft Tobacco yeah. files for Guayamaro, and I'm sure I butchered the pronunciation, and I'm sure Skip will let us know. G-Y? G-U-A, but there's a tilde, the accent mark over the A, I-M-A-R-O, so Guayamaro. Almost like the gua, what's the, the shirt? They Guayamara, Guayamara, Guantanamo, Guayamaro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Guantanamera. Yeah, which is a big trademark issue right there. So uh, they're still coming up with trademarks anyway. All right, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right, that's Asylum. 
Some species of moths can produce ultrasonic emissions that confuse echolocating bats, and they do it in a very unusual way. As bats evolved into echolocation, which is the ability to emit high-pitched ultrasonic noises and locate prey based on the returning echoes, moths evolved countermeasures that create, increase their odds of escape and survival. More than half of the world's 140,000 species of moths have ears sensitive to ultrasound, but only two have balls big enough to jam bat sonar. Tiger moths and hawk moths rub their genitalia together to produce a frequency that drives their creepy vampire predator batty. Creepy vampire predators batty. I was so excited about my pun. There we go. <laughs> At just the right intensity and frequency, the sound can interfere with a bat's ability to hear the echoes of its own ultrasound, effectively jamming the bat's sonar. Bats insane. Bats asylum. I've learned two things on this show. You and I both can't read from copy. I wrote it too. Gianna is uh, that's her phobia. She's scared of moths. Really? Yeah. Really? Moths? Yeah. She'll be even more petrified now. Here we go. Uh, all right. Looking ahead of. Um, Cigar Authority show is coming up. As I said, Victor Vitale from Tortuga Cigars joins us next week. And we will be smoking uh, the Davidoff Escurio on the show that is in the care package. That's right. Yep. Davidoff Escurio, high-end cigar, is in the care package. Uh, That's almost the entire cost of right. the care yeah. package. Entire, entire and it wasn't the smallest one with the smallest price. Right. It um, was the Robusto Tubo. Right. Right. Oh. So, uh, yeah, it's more than $20, right? Uh, 15 and change. Oh, 15 and change. How again did they get into this care package? Nineteen ninety nine per month. It includes shipping. You get four cigars. Go on to the CigarAuthority.com. On the right-hand side, you'll see the little banner of the Cigar Authority care package. Click the button. It'll take you there. You're signing up for the monthly. Every month you get it. You can Value. quit any time. Why would you? Yeah. Uh, and uh, we have a... Um, an email right now on, uh, on yes, that we do. exact subject. Uh, love the show. Keep up the great work. I signed up for the Cigar Authority Care Package. Great idea, and I loved the first shipment. This, should this go guy over. got the first shipment, not this shipment. The he got the first before. one. This should go over really well for you guys, but at that price point, you have to be practically giving them away at cost, or they are a lost leader. Sorry, I'm a retail controller for Hallmark, the store chain, so I tend to look at everything from a cost side and how to shave points for more margin. I'm afraid that the cigars that you tend to smoke on the show will average uh, above the $3.75 you're getting back for them, and you'll either eventually have to drop the program, change the pricing, or downgrade the sticks. Just my two cents. Thanks for reading this far along. Be well, brother. Tony. So Tony gets the first package. It's way too valuable, and he thinks it's going to drop. Then he gets the care package. So far, he... We know a Fratello is in there at an $8 stick. Yep. A $15 Davidoff is in there. And you got two more cigars, which we haven't told yet. The people that have the care package know what that is, uh, what the other two cigars are. But absolutely, the idea is it's a great value to you. You will not quit. You can quit at any time, but you will not because, uh, listen, we want you to smoke along with the show. we got a couple hundred people so far on it, and we got room for a few hundred more at least. So uh, And no, you can't get 10 of them. Nope. It's not about one, mass buying yeah. cigars, you one buy, per address. One per address. And to answer Tony's question, it's not going anywhere, right, this program? 
No, we're going to keep uh, – listen, we've been doing this show for five years. We should have quit four and a half years ago. <laughs> we should have quit after the third <laughs> <Yeah>. show. <laughs> we keep going. So uh, you'll get the Davidoff Escurio next week along with Victor Vitale uh, in his Tortuga that we'll have on that September 12th next Saturday. The following week, September 19th, Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle will be on, and that's the Eric Hansen's new trademark Maduro. Bing is the next cigar in the care package. You already have it, those that have it. And uh, the following week is September 26th. It will be called The Great Reveal. This is um, the week before Two Guys' 30th anniversary party. And we'll tell you all about that party and how it goes. But we will be smoking the 25th anniversary cigar. Oh, yeah. Five years previous to that. We put some aside. This was a cigar that sold two cigars for $200. Yep. And it came with the silver bar. We'll tell the whole story of how that went. But when I say it's the great reveal, that was a cigar that was made for us with the understanding that we would not promote the manufacturer who made it, nor the brand owner that put the cigar together for us. We're putting the cigar out. Nobody's going to know anything, and maybe we will reveal it years later. Even a comic book was released right. about the whole story. About the, and how the story came about and how the whole cigar came about. Well, here it is. I thought five years later seemed like the good time to do it. So on that show, which is September 26th, if you guys have any of those cigars uh, that bought that cigar, that would be a perfect time to light it up. Those that are in the care package, that got the care package, that cigar is in there. Uh, also, awesome. so... I, I don't even know how to put a value yeah, on what right. the care package was this time. But um, it's, it's dramatic, and we're going to tell you who made that cigar and why you wish you could buy it at that point. Yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, maybe have uh, a way to possibly get that. We'll talk about that. Um, the following show after that, October 3rd, we uh, will have the Avo Nicaraguan cigar, and we're going to possibly have an interview on that, we haven't... Yeah, I'm waiting for uh, Scott Colsayer to get back to us. All right, so Scott, the AVO brand manager, maybe he'll, he'll be on for that show. Uh, moving way ahead, November 7th, there is a Facebook group called Cigar Cartel. Yep. We're going to have them on the show and maybe a special cigar or something to talk to them about. Moving way ahead to November 28th, the contenders for the Cigar of the Year. Jeez Louise, it's that time I already. Know. It is September, and it is time to draw a line in the sand now. And yeah. this is manufacturers that planned on coming out with cigars for this year and showed them at the trade show. We gave you a month to get the cigars into production. At this point, it's going to be impossible for something new to come in to get enough traction before we end up uh, putting that pack out for November 28th. We have to judge it on people rebuying that cigar and lots of things that go into it. Hey, so on the Two Guys Smoke Shop Salem page, Kilo got a vote for a contender cigar of the year. Mm -hmm. Just saying. That's one. It fits the bill. You got a vote. It well, fits the criteria. Had to throw it out there. I had to break my arm, pat myself on the back. There we go. Uh, listen, Omar smoked it, said it was very good, and unless he's just trying to be nice. Uh, he he ripped, ripped the pot, Mr. Jonathan, so he's just not trying to be nice, right? <laughs> yeah, well, he's going to have an awful shock when he finds yeah. out that we've discontinued his brands. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's not debonair, and you weren't listening to this. Uh, oh, segment. I was listening. You I just am not absorbing any of that <laughs> crap that Chuck's spewing over there. So anyway, though, that is um, some of the things coming up. One other thing I want to mention that um, – we do cigar school every once in a while, and uh, by popular demand, we are doing it again. It is back to school time, so September 25th, 
Friday, September 25th, beginning at 5.30 p.m. in the Salem Two Guys Smoke Shop location. Cigar School starts again. This is, uh, you've been smoking cigars for a long time. You know everything that's about cigars. You never know enough, and you're going to learn something, I promise you. Um, it's the proper way to cut a cigar so it never unravels. The only way to light a cigar so you can really taste it. Um, answers the old age question, does size really matter? Why wine and cigars are so similar? Find out what's missing when you smoke a cigar. The anatomy of a cigar, we'll dissect the cigar for you and explain it to you. The history of the cigar, the math of the sizes behind it. The health associated with it, you'll be surprised how smoking a cigar maybe not necessarily hurt you, but actually help you. We'll get into that. Uh, you will become the Cigar Authority. So if you're interested in doing that, tickets are only $12 right now if you want to be in that class. Uh, and you can call Two Guys Smoke Shop, 603-898-2221. That's 603-898-2221 to get a $12 ticket. Or if there's any seats available, you can show up that day, and they're $20 because we didn't know you were coming, and we have to do extra work to uh, accommodate if we have any spots left open. Mm. But it includes a cigar, a lighter, and a cutter. Uh, it's going to be the 12, best 12 bucks you ever spend. So. I'd like to add something to that. Sure. If you're a cigar smoker and, and you have a significant other, a girlfriend or a wife or, or somebody, um, and they'll occasionally partake with you, bring them to this. Because, yeah, absolutely. As you know, Heidi came yes. and she took part in it, and now she looks forward to sitting on the deck mm. and having a cigar with a glass of wine. Yeah, Instead yeah. of just going, oh, you're going outside again for a cigar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. she sits there, and Dave told me to do this. Dave told me <laughs> to do that. So Screw Dave. I, I know what I'm talking about, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm an authority on the subject. I've been doing this my whole life. But she now understands my passion. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So it's good. And the idea of it is if you've been smoking cigars for years and years, you'll enjoy cigars more than you did before. And if you are new to it or something, you're going to get some basic understanding of it. It's not a one-on-one. I mean, we go deeper for sure. But uh, it's, a, it's a, an hour and a half, two hours, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Again, if you're interested in going to Cigar School, it's going to be Friday, September 25th at Two Guys Smoke Shop. Call 603-898-2221. So now it's time for the best tweets of the week, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today, and these are the best tweets I saw all week. I am opening up a restaurant called Peace and Quiet, where kids' meals cost $250. Nice, nice. I'm in. If Trump becomes president, there will be hell to pay. Ah. ah. To pay. Ah. You got that. Ah. A giraffe's coffee would be cold by the time it reached its stomach. Ever think of that? No. No. Because you only think of yourself. <laughs> Jared from Subway, had, Subway. from Subway had a foundation to fight childhood obesity. I guess he didn't like the fat ones. And the wow. best tweet I saw wow. all week. After my prostate exam, the doctor left as the nurse came in, and she whispered the three words no man wants to hear in a prostate exam. Who was that? Today's social media was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. Rolled into bar the what? old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw every time. Wait what? a minute. What? The doctor and the nurse pass. 
Yeah. And she comes up and says, who was that after you got your exam? Meaning? It wasn't the doctor. It wasn't the doctor. Oh, it wasn't the doctor. It I doesn't mean, work as well when I have to explain them, Yes. It, it doesn't, doesn't make it a bad tweet. It just makes you guys idiots. That's all that does. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> figuring that the listening audience is, at, is thinking the same thing. I don't get it. I spit my so coffee I, out on my computer when I read it. <laughs> Obviously. It's funny. You liked it. Okay. <laughs> and that was the best one. You had a couple of good ones in there. <laughs> that was the best tweet that was the best I saw. One. Oh, none of the other ones made me spit my coffee out. Okay. That's great. It's not like you're a giraffe with cold <clears throat> coffee in your stomach. Never think of anyone but yourself. <laughs> Best tweet I saw was Brady exonerated. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. There we go. All, All right. right. We got bags. time for one mailbag here. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Hey, guys. Since it seems that Padron is one of the yardsticks by which all cigars are measured against, how about a vertical review from the 2000 all the way up? Also, maybe some discussion as to what sets brands like Patron away from Now, Patron, you said Perdomo, but you meant Padron, right? Did I say? No, I said no, Padron. I said Padron. Okay. So 2,000 all the way up for, listen, we did that once. 32 cigars or something like yeah. that. That's, that's a. We did it once, and I urge you to do it, do a vertical tasting, meaning try something that has maybe three or four sizes. Yeah. Mm. All at the same time and just keep going. I mean, I guess you could but do, that's something you do once, right? You could do. That was brutal. Thousand series and then a 64 and a 26 and maybe a family reserve. But now you're looking at four They're cigars. They're very, very different from each other. But yeah. the idea of the vertical tasting was to see if the same blend and the sizes made right. the cigar taste different. Yeah. So, and, and there's so many. You talk about um, that Fratello only has so many sizes and that's it. There's four Eight Fratellos for Fratello, yeah. of, of all three blends. Right. With Padron, there's so many. There's a lot. And there's so many that are so close to each other. It's crazy. They have too many skews. I think so. They have too many. Well, you know, not the Padron would be the, the yardstick for fuller-bodied cigars, and Davidoff would be the yardstick for milder cigars. Uh, and what sets them apart is the fermentation process. I mean, they've got old tobacco that they're putting inside these cigars and having a master blender that can be able to tell the difference between crops. Mm-hmm. So you got a little bit more rain this year. It changes the flavor of the crop. And now you've got to back off on that tobacco and add more tobacco to keep Higher the flavor the same. Bring it back right. up, absolutely. There's magic that goes into it. And uh, I wish the cigar companies, but they're smart enough not to do it like wine companies actually put the year right. on the box of it because people would say, yeah, I don't like this year's crop or something. Uh, I don't like this year's wine. You know, I, I like the 92 better than the right. 93. And now the 93 ain't selling. So they're smart enough not to do it. But it can't be the same year after year. They just do the best they can to do it. Well, some right. of the companies stamp the bottom of the box with a packing date. Like the tatuajes on the bottom of some of his back boxes have the date they were packed. So do people look for certain dates? Well, I've seen up, it on the internet, yes. I, haven't, yeah. I yeah. haven't seen anyone specifically in the shop say, do you have any 2008s? Right, in that aspect, but, no. But if somebody comes across a box that stamps, say, 1998, they're showing it off. I look at these old yeah. ones I found. Right. But it's not as prevalent as, say, in the wine industry. Now, we're talking back to the cigar boom that was going on. I remember people used to come in looking for Dunhill, and Dunhill used to put the age right on it, hmm. uh, 1992. And everybody wanted before 1992. 
And at that, at that time, we're, we're up to, say, 95 or something, and everybody's coming in. You got any 87s, 88s? Got anything in the 80s? Got early 90? Because the cigar was getting worse and worse and worse each year. Mm-hmm. And then you'd get the new thing of, of Dunhill that would come in. Nobody wanted them. You ended up selling all your old ones anyway, and then the, the old ones just sat there, and then it was a discontinu- just about a discontinued uh, product out there. They, they've tried to make a comeback many, many times, uh, and I see in this uh, um, cigar journal, it's actually rated in there. I'll be interested to see how, how it was. I didn't rate it, but um, here, here comes Dunhill again, mm. trying again. Big name, but uh, not a big cigar. You know, it's, it's lost its thing, for sure. Um, all right, what do we got? We got any time for anything? That means we have no time for anything. No time. La Imperioso. I like it. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I had smoked the Toro size before, and uh, I like this one much better. I like it the best, too. Very slow-smoking Corona Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I'll say. Yeah. I'm not even halfway yet. I had to take my band off. Yeah, you've been chugging along. So anyway, uh, awesome cigars today. And uh, you got your uh, Fratello in the uh, in the pack, you guys that are in the care package. And uh, we're going to jump on to uh, the Davidoff next week. So put your Davidoff aside and get ready for it. Um, next week, our very first guest five years ago uh, on the show, Victor Vitali, joins us. We're going to dig through Cigar Journal magazine and um, whatever else we can find out for news and things that happen in the cigar industry. So, so thanks for sticking around. Thanks for listening. Find us on Facebook. Like our show and do those things and write nice comments and all that stuff. Until then, uh, thanks again for listening. You've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing else in the last two hours or five years, when you're smoking your La Imperioso Corona Gorda, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. We'll see you next week right here on the United Cigar Radio Network. Take a trip into another world. CAO Columbia, the newest addition to CAO's World Blends, is a delicious addition to the CAO collection. It's the first cigar to prominently feature Colombian tobacco and is a mild to medium-bodied blend boasting notes of toasted nuts sprinkled with briny nuances. Using a tobacco from the isolated mountainous region of Colombia, Aiku Mazinga Tobacco is a unique and rare find that provides a smoking experience you won't forget. For a savory smoke that takes you to another world, visit CAO Columbia. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. 
you can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie. 